are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. What do you do when you feel hopeless? Today's guest felt just that way. And if you happen to be finding yourself feeling like that today, then hold on, my friends, because hope is on the way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, delighted to be your host. Hope was something today's guest says was depleted in her life. Who can imagine there was a new path open to her beyond the pain of the shame of rape, abuse, alcohol, and divorce that marked her life? But there was, offering miracles and opening doors beyond what she could ever imagine. But there was one thing needed before that path was available to her today, and the same is available to you. So I'm anxious to hear all about this story, so we're inviting our guest today, Sandra Boyd, to share us with us her story right here on Coffee. Sandra, good morning, and welcome to Coffee. Good morning, good morning, Ms. Kim. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for stopping by for Coffee this morning. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Sandra, before we get started, let's just do some, where where are you? I think a lot of our listeners think that we're just sitting across the, the table from one another. I'm actually just outside of Atlanta. Where are you today? Uh, I am actually a little bit outside of uh, Orlando, like 45 minutes outside of uh, the city of Orlando in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, and yeah. that's your home? Yes, I'm in my yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Facing my uh, computer right now. <laughs> I always thought it would be great to live in Florida. Maybe one of these days I'll know. But I'm a lot closer than what I used to be. I was in Baltimore for 20 years, which I love. But being in the South, mm-hmm. it, the climate is great, right? Have, have you had lots of storms and things down there? Did that pass through your area? We had uh, some cold weather, but cold weather for us is like in the 60s and 50s. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. We're used to uh, – Yes. We're, yeah, that's uh, that's cold weather for us, but our average weather is like, our average temperature is probably like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 70s, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just amazing. Well, Sandra, I got your book, Washed News. Someone told me all about you, and I just felt like we just, I wanted to share your story with our listeners today. And as I read through it, I thought of the verse of 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and all things have become new. And your book is called Wash New. Let's go back, if you will, and talk about what your life was like before you were washed new. I 
grew up in Texas, um, Mexican-American, and my mother, um, there were six of us in our family, and when we were young, we were um, very poor, and we lived in this uh, small little, not even, like in a small little neighborhood that was in between cities, and the only way of life, you know, pretty much was to be, you know, farm workers. And because my mother has a third grade education from Mexico, even though she is born in the States. And so that was the life, you know, of traveling from Texas to Florida to, you know, work in the fields and then go back. So when I was uh, 13 years old, um, my mother, um, well, first let me go a little bit back. When we were, when I was seven years old, um, my father left us. Um, there, there were three of us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the last uh, memory that I have of my dad is that he was uh, standing and standing by, like behind a fence, you know, and trying to talk to us. And you mm-hmm. know, that was that was it. I was seven years old, and mm-hmm. the rest of the the rest of the years, you know, as as we grew up, all we knew, all we kept hearing was, he doesn't love you. He doesn't oh. want you. Mm. And when you, when you, who, who so, would say that to you, Sandra? Who would say that to my, you? It, our mother. Mhm. Well, obviously, yeah. it was a very painful thing because you're crying now. Um, I'm so sorry. So sorry. My mother was hurt. You know, she. Uh, it turns out that my That's dad right. was. Uh, yeah, he cheated on her. You know, and. She didn't know how to handle it well. Um, you know, I think she probably went through depression many times, and she remarried. And the man that she married, um, my stepdad, you know, who just passed away, you know, recently, after so many years of, of being married to my mom, they had a dysfunctional marriage, very abusive and and very toxic, you know. But you know, he's my mother chose to stay there, you know. But regarding my dad. My mother was, I think, was so hurt that instead of uh, thinking of us, she just thought of her feelings. And, you know, she dealt with it the only way she could. And so we moved away most of the time because we were, you know, we were in, in Florida for the majority of the year. So we just, so they, so as I grew up, you know, I never had a happy birthday for my dad or or anything like that for 23 years. So fast forwarding, you know, I, um, when I was 13 years old, there was a man who wanted to marry me. And it was very, um, in our culture, you know, because I'm Mexican-American, they, they, our families would get together and they would say, hey, you know, they would ask for our hand, basically. And my mom said, hey, Sandra, you have a choice. Either, you know, you marry this guy, and I was only 13, and he was a little bit older than me. Um, I know he, he drove this brown car, and he wore Converse. That's all that I remember now. Um, but my mom said, hey, if you marry him, you're going to have the same life, and your children will have the same life that I had. Either I give you mm. that choice, or or you we go back to Texas and you study. And I cried that night, and I said, Mom, I want to study. So we came back to Texas, and that was the last time we ever worked in the fields again. You know, my mother is uh, my mother works at the school cafeteria, and she's been working there for 
many, many years. I want to say close to like over 30 oh. years. And um, everybody loves her. She's a, she's a sweetheart. You know, she's gone through a lot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, so here I am broken all these years. And so finally um, I end up, you know, graduating. You know, I was academically, I always uh, challenged myself. I had a great, you know, really good grade. I get accepted to a university and I move away. And wow. then I, I did, uh, yeah. so I was the first one in my family to get a, a college degree, um, but definitely not the last because my sister got a master's. <laughs> but um, Great. So I go to college. So how, did that, how did, so how did that happen? It sounds like, so things were really, really bad, and, and, the, the, uh-huh. and you had the, what, they wanted you to marry at, at 13 years old, or at least that was your opportunity. You chose uh-huh. no. You want to go back to school. So you went. How, was it just a, a series of making good decisions? I mean, I don't understand what. And I know it's, at this point you hadn't met Christ, so you're kind of working in your carnal uh-huh. nature. You all, but you're. But things are really changing for the good. It sounds like. Correct. My, even though my mother, uh, everything that I am, I owe it because my mom gave me a chance at that very moment. I think God, you know, she knew she didn't want me to turn out like her, you know. Right. She didn't want you to hurt the way she had. Correct. Correct. Or to go through the pain, you know, that she was going through. So, so I graduated. I go off to college, and I and I would have thought, okay, you know, here's the beginning of something. But I was still right. broken inside. I was broken. Right. Right. And so, so I spent a couple of years of at one university, and then I um, then I relocate to San Antonio. Um, when I relocated to San Antonio, I took a break, and and it was it was a much needed break because I wasn't there was always a void in me. There was um when you I hated my dad so much that they that I that I had like a like a void in me. You know, there was like a. There was anger, right. there was rage, there was unforgiveness, there was bitter, there was all of, all of the above, all the bad things, and that was consuming me. Right. That was my drive. I was the prideful one, the one that um, thought, you know what, I don't need you. You know, it's like, and I, you know, but because I only knew that side of the story. So when I go to San Antonio, um, I start my new life, I, I go to my new school over there, and... I go on a date with a guy that was I was here's the small town girl which which I was in a big city and mm-hmm. I meet this guy at my job cuz I was waitressing while I was going to school and we go on a date and he rapes me and oh my I like to think when that happened I just remember looking up at the sky and saying, God, I said, God, how could you let this happen to me? I wasn't good, but I wasn't bad. And then at that moment, I said, I no longer want to hear from you. I no longer want you. And oh, my God, there was silence for the next, I don't know, seven, eight years of my life. And that was the worst thing I could have done in my life. Because I didn't know that your words have power. I didn't know that. I did not have a relationship with God at all. So 
the next, you know, seven or eight years are bad choices. Um, me being the pleaser, getting into domestic, rela- like, a abusive relationships over and over, and all I wanted was love. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, Sandra. All of this that you're saying, you know, so many times hurt disguises itself as hatred. And it was not the hatred. It was the hurt. It was the hurt. And so I just had to stop right here and just say, that wasn't fair what happened to you. And I'm so, so sad. But God, right? But God, how did you come to – how did you – so you went through seven, so you literally shook your fist at God and said, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. It was seven or eight years of silence. What broke the silence? Yes. Because that's the thing that I, I, what I want our listeners to hear is, you know, a lot of people oh, yes. who are listening, a lot of people who are listening right now are, are disguising uh, hurt. They're just hurt, and they're seeing it as, as hatred, and they're seeing the bitterness, and they're seeing the disappointment. And they're saying exactly what you said, Sandra. They're saying, but God, I may have not have been good, but I wasn't this bad. I don't deserve all this. And so there is, a, there is, there is this anger toward God, and, and we get that, right? We understand that. There's not a judgment. That's just truth. But Correct. you learned yes. more about God than what you knew, and that's what I want our oh, our yes. listeners to hear today. Because there's so many, there's so many that are feeling the way you felt, and there's been this silence. But but God will respect our wishes if we ask Him to move away. But He will also yes. honor our wishes when we ask Him to come close, won't He? So tell us about yes. tell us about what happened. Yes, He will. Tell, tell us so, what happened. So, uh, so what was that? Was that your lowest point, Sandra? Was that rock bottom? What happened right before you called close. out to Jesus? Yeah. Okay. I had, uh, and tell us what happened. Okay. I had uh, been dating on and off, on and off, and always the same. There was a. Uh, there were moments in my life that I remember having to be surrounded or being out with people. But I had that void. There was this emptiness inside me that I couldn't explain. I mean, I could be surrounded by people in a room. And I remember I would always go out. I, was always, I would always drink to numb the pain. You know, that was, that was what I did. And yeah. finally, I dated this military guy. And he said, I wanted, at this, age, at this point now, I'm 30 years old. And I had a big list, like, okay. oh, you know. And... The guy said to me, Sandra, I can't give you what you want. You know, like I wanted to settle down and have a family and all that. And he said, I can't give you that. And I said, okay. And that was it. So I remember my sister calling me and saying, hey, let's let's go out. Let's go have drinks. And I was like, no. I said, no more. Like I've already tried that to get it. And it didn't work. So I was in my apartment. I was in my pajamas. And looking all nasty, but I got on my knees, and for the first time ever, I prayed, and I said, God, if you exist, God, send me a man that loves you more than he loves me, and I'll follow you. I'll give up the drinking, I'll give up the partying, Lord, and I'll follow you. And at the time, I was uh, doing online dating, and I said, that's it. So I literally got up from praying, but I was on my knees. And I got up and I went to the computer and I was getting ready to delete my profile. 
and then and a message popped up and it said bing and the message on there was verbatim what I had just prayed. I love God above <laughs> all things, which you know and I, I took that as a sign. I mean he yeah. in three months I am I relocated with my job to Florida, which, you know, I'm still here. And yes. I ended up I ended up, you know, getting married because I was like, Listen, I don't want to live in sin, you know, just you know, let's get married and mm-hmm. so forth. So we got married, you know. Um To the guy I, who binged you right after that. <laughs> that's exactly that's so awesome. After my you first just after my prayer. Right, right. <laughs> And, and you know, and, and that, before we move ahead, that's the key that I want to lead our listeners to today because all of your story turned when you had, yes, there is a path, God has made a way, and all these things are true, but it starts with us asking God, coming to God and saying, allowing him to be a part of our lives like you did, calling out to him yes. in prayer. And that's what that's what I want our listeners to understand today, that God is available. He is standing. He's standing waiting for to be asked. He is inviting us to him, but he's also that gentleman like you just talked about, and he is waiting for us to, to call out and say, God, I need you now. I need you into my life. Yes. And when that happens, things start turning around, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> that so was tell um, us, so tell yes, yeah, so tell us what began to happen. So you ended up getting married. You have a Christian husband, and so in this with this book, Washed New, that this tells the rest of the story. So briefly tell us what began to happen. Show us some steps of of how God began to change your life. Because you I were talking about up. you were using alcohol as a crutch. You were suffering uh-huh. from the from the date rape. You had this deep hurt because your dad, you had been told all your life that, that he didn't love you. You had all these things uh-huh. going on, but finally you met the man who really did love you, Jesus, right? So what happened then? Yes. So th- the first thing that happened is I went cold turkey with the alcohol. The the drinking oh. stopped immediately. Uh-huh. Like, that's it. Like, I think I had one glass of wine, and that was it. I didn't drink for the next seven years. Like, I didn't drink. You know, it's something that I thought I needed be- before to survive. I didn't right. need it anymore. And, you know, right. my my ex-husband, well, we got divorced, but my husband at the time, he, um, he said, Sandra, in order for this to work, he says, you need to heal. So you need to find your dad That's and try right. to you need to do that. You know, you, I had unforgiveness in my heart, and I did. I mean, right. I, I, everything right. that was fueled in, in to me for those 23 years of, of my dad not being there, it was all on me. And so I, once right. again, I cried out to God, and I said, God, I can't deal with this anymore, you know. And now at this point, you know, I'm already pregnant. You know, I'm expecting my first child. And I said, you know what, I'm going to give it to you, Lord. And something happened that everything, when I finally said and I surrendered and I said, God, you know, I can't deal with this anymore. I give it to you. There was something that was dark in me that was, you know, crippling me for many, many years. It just, like it flew off, like it fell, like it just disappeared. And I felt this joy that I had never felt in my life. And I think it's because mm. God like definitely washed me right there and took my pain mm. away 
And so I reached out to my dad, you know, who's now in my life, you know, and come to find out that, you know, I only knew one side of the story. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people there that are going through this that have only been heard one side of the story and they never know. And I didn't know that my dad was struggling, too. I didn't know that he wanted us in his life, you know. But it was um, Mm. because my mother had asked him to not come back because if so, my stepdad would have left, you know. So just a lot of decisions that came through all this. But now it's like it's um, if you would see me now, I mean, my dad's in my life, my real dad, and I'm not going to say that it's a perfect relationship, but, yeah, right? I love him, and he loves me, and I'm oh. whole. That that brokenness there, it's healed. Yeah. I don't have that pain anymore. Mm. And, you know, mm. it's like he knows his grandkids, you know, and it's just I'm, just I'm a completely different person. But more than anything, I am just happy and I'm blessed, you know, all the time, you know, because that thing that we carry, that if you don't forgive somebody, and this is an Acts, you know, 1338, it talks about forgiveness, you know. I had to uh-huh. learn to forgive not just my dad, but I had to learn to forgive myself because it all starts with yes. us. You know, I, I had a lot of self-sabotaging moments, you know, in my life, a lot of poor decisions, you know. Sometimes, you know, we rebel and stuff. Well, there's consequences to everything. Right. But then at the end of the day, there's always hope. And there's always faith and there's yes. there's redemption. You know, I'm at a point in my life yes. right now that, oh, my gosh, there's, um, I lived in shame for so many years, and I think that's what the enemy uses. The enemy uses shame to keep oh, you yes. down. And I work, I work yes. in a professional, I have a professional career where your image is everything. And for many years, I didn't want to share my story because, I mean, I literally would, I, I would, look the other way. I mean, I had people that, random people stopped me and says, God tells me that you need to finish the book that he asked you to. And I would be like, I'm just out and about in the store, you know. I mean, and it happened to me multiple times. So I knew that I had to get the word out there because there are a lot of people that are broken. There are a lot of people that are bitter. But I'm telling you right now, give it to God. Just if you don't know that there's hope out there, I'm I'm here to I, I'm the proof that that God is that God is real. I mean, I was you know I didn't grow up in the church. You know, the the only time that we did go to church um, was when we were little and I played in the choir, and then um, mm-hmm. they kicked us out because they said that my mom was divorced and that wasn't part of that. So. That was another reason why I didn't want to go back to church, you know, because everything reminded me of hurt, you know, hurt here, hurt there. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you have said so many incredible things that I know are so relatable to our audience today, Sandra. I mean, just the whole whole thought of, of forgiveness. Uh, is huge. The, the, you know, I, what, one of the things I really want our listeners to hear is that once you 
accepted Christ into your life, you listened to him. It wasn't just a one and done. You began a new journey, and you were doing the hard things that he asked you to do. Reaching out to your dad, doing these things that were really hard, putting yourself in a situation to be rejected again. But your love for what God wanted you to do was greater than what may happen, I guess, with your dad or the other people that that God led you to. And, And that is a huge part of what I want our listeners to hear is that God will call you to do things that seem um, maybe seem unfair, maybe seem really, really hard, but it's God's power at work within us that actually helps us to do that. Wouldn't you agree, Sandra? Absolutely. I, I mean, I mm-hmm. now that I know where I'm at right now, I would not change yes. a single thing because that literally right. has made me who I am now. Everything that... Go ahead. Yes. No, no. I mean that, and that's the secret. You know, we we, yeah. we can't go back and change what has happened, and neither really should we if God says He wants to use it. And so that's and and one other thing that that you said that is huge that I I work you know as a, as a Christian counselor with so many people is that this whole concept of secrecy. You know, the enemy will say, mm-hmm. "Be quiet." He's trying to silence you. He doesn't want you to tell your story. But shame needs one thing to survive, and that's secrecy. It, once we yeah. open and tell our story, then we start to unleash that. And the enemy, therefore, we're empowering ourselves through God's word. So for our listeners out there that are hearing, don't don't say anything. Don't you know this in the first. 15 minutes of, of my study burns the blessings. We find a way uh, to unleash secrets in a way that no one knows whose secret belongs to whom so that we can begin the healing process right then. And, you know, wow. Sandra, you've done that for so many people today. Well, listen, we have about five minutes left, and here's what I want you to do. One thing that you said that I love, uh, because I started out today's program talking about people that are hopeless, and I want everybody to hear what Sandra said. Sandra said, there is always hope. And I love that because I like to go on and say, and because hope has a name and his name is Jesus, right? Hope is Jesus. But you've written this mm-hmm. book called Washed New. Tell us, take a couple of minutes and tell us about this book because I really hope that all of our listeners will will, uh, will purchase this and use it. Not only is it a book, it's a guide. It's a study guide. It has questions in the back. But tell us why you wrote this book and why you want people to get this. The reason I wrote the book is because I finally I was acting in disobedience for a long time of not writing it because I always, because I was ashamed of of my past and I wrote it out of obedience because I said okay God I surrender if God wants something out mm-hmm. of you trust me you can either rebel or you can say okay God here it is and if you don't believe me I I share the story of everything that happened to me when I was in disobedience. Um, but the book is literally a guide. Um, as I was writing it, I thought it was going to be, you know how you see these books and they're all about, oh, me this, me that. The Holy Spirit wanted me to share all of my failures. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, yeah. because every failure, everything that I thought was a failure, it wasn't. It's like a setup. You know, at the end of the day, right. That's right. I have... I'm at the, listen, I've gone through so much. I mean, I've gone through times where we didn't have food. I've gone through times where I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep my house. I've gone through times where 
I was told to abort my kids, you know, you name it. Yeah. And God, they, God got me out of every single mess, every single thing. But the biggest thing is he got me to love myself, to know that, hey, yeah. I love you just yeah. the way you are for your brokenness, you know, because, I, I mean, I was called damaged goods for a long time. And I believed it. But guess what? It's almost like that. It's almost like like, uh, like (laughs) women hear me roar. No, Um, I'm I'm out there to share my message because you know what? I am a completely different creature right now. I am so blessed. I'm so favored. I mean, things that people when literally redemption is um, it's out there. When God wants to elevate you, He does. And when God That's wants to right. promote you, he does. And yeah. uh, there's power in releasing your testimony because yeah. the moment that I stop saying it's about me and, Lord, it's about you and who's going to get delivered through my message, doors started opening up. And I cannot yeah. tell you, but all i got to say is if you've got a testimony, share it. Reach out to yeah. Miss Kim. You know, reach out to me on Facebook. You know, share it with somebody because somebody needs to know that they're not alone. There is hope, and I'm Absolutely. telling you, it it just gets it's life is great. I mean, it's uh, what I thought I couldn't do it as a single mom. You know, with two teenagers, God's doing it all the way. And you know, if Absolutely. He did it for me, and He wants me new, yes. He can do it for you. Just pray. Absolutely. Ask God to come into your life. And, I mean, I I did it when I was kneeling, you know, in my living room floor, you know, looking at at my worst point, you know. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. You just have to ask him to come into your life, you know. Absolutely. That's the key. That's exactly right. And that is the key. That is the path that opens up this uh, uh, prayer is the, is the, is the way, is the key that opens up the path to everything that God has for us. Sandra, I just cannot thank you enough for being with us. Listeners, I want you to go to uh, Amazon.com and I please order Washed New. Go to Sandra's uh, webpage and or, and or reach out to her on Facebook. Please email her at SandraBoyd2013 at gmail.com. Reach out to her if you'd like for her to come and tell uh, her story at your church is an amazing story. And I'd like to remind you, Second Corinthians 5.17 does say that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. All things have come new. Well, that word right there, when he makes us new, he also changes something else new about us. The Bible tells us in Psalms 40.30 that he puts a new song in our heart. If you go back into the Hebrew and Greek, that word song means testimony. So what you've just seen and what you've just heard is you have just heard Sandra giving her testimony, singing her new song. The Bible tells us that we do that in praise of the one who gave us the new song, the one who came so that we could have a new life. And friends, if you'll go to Psalms 4030, you'll see that as we sing that new song of praise to God, three things will happen. Other people will see. Other people will revere the Lord, and other people will then begin to trust in him. Your testimony matters. Please go out there just like Psalms 33.3 says. Go sing your song just as we have heard Sandra's song today. Thank you so much for joining us. Sandra, thank you so much, dear friend. 
I'll be in touch with you. We have more things to do. Give your mom a big hug for us, and you have a great day. And listeners, I hope that you will join us next time right here on Coffee. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetie. Bye-bye. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrables.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrables.org. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.